because I feel like work-life balance um, can also be a bit of a sabotage to yourself and mm-hmm. to where you're going because you're so focused on not putting, like if you're in a good rhythm or a routine or you're in, you're feeling good in the moment, but you're going, oh, actually I haven't really kind of turned, like turned myself off in a while. I, I'll stop what I'm doing and do it. But then that's not enjoyable. Well, then who says that you can't just be where you're happy most yeah. or mostly happy anyway. So it can cause a little bit of like self-sabotaging happiness. Yeah, exactly. And a bit of guilt. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome to episode 50 of The Balance Theory podcast. I feel like this is a big, big milestone, 50. I didn't think the first 5-0 I would hit was with podcast episodes, but I'm glad it got here faster than my age did. So big, big accomplishment. And I have a very special guest on today to celebrate. And because I absolutely love every minute of this episode, I'm actually not going to spend too much time introducing this one. So I'll just give you a quick high level overview. I've got Priscilla, who is the director and founder of Banging Bod, which for those of you who have not seen the brand on social media or elsewhere, is this gorgeous skincare company which is cruelty-free, vegan, natural, and basically just clean skincare made simple. That's their tagline. I absolutely love it. And I had the pleasure of interviewing the brains behind it all. And today Priscilla shares how she went from corporate business to a million dollar company and Forbes 30 under 30. What I love most about this chat is really talking about the process. So often we just see the end result, you know, like a lot of people called banging bod an overnight success, but actually in speaking to Priscilla, you see the years, the planning, the testing, the failed products, all these things that go into it that you don't get to see when you launch. And I love sharing these parts of the journey because it makes it really real and tangible. It's not like a false standard that we're all striving for. There really is so much bundled in the journey that Priscilla was not shy to share. And I truly am grateful that she was so humble and open with me today on the show, because I think it helps not only other entrepreneurs and business people, but just anyone in general, navigating through life, finding challenges and knowing that everybody goes through them. So today we talk about why it's important to create more than just another product on the shelf. Obviously, there's a lot of product, especially in something like skincare or the health and beauty industry. And so she really shows how her goal was not to add more confusion or more product to the shelf, but really to create something empowering that actually worked. And that stemmed from her own experience with poor skincare products. She tells us the sacrifices along the way, how she took a house deposit and invested in her dream. She also shares how she felt undervalued in her job. So for anyone sitting there who might be in corporate, because that's sort of something I can relate to as well, you feel like you put in all this effort and there's just never enough value in return. You don't get appreciated for what you do. Priscilla also shares some tips on, I guess, when she started feeling this way and how she navigated through that mentally, which I thought was brilliant. There were a lot of really good tips in identifying, I guess, what is not working for you and and why that's so key before you actually jump into doing something else that doesn't necessarily have to be starting a business but it can also be just moving jobs within this we have a little chat about identifying elements of dissatisfaction she shares what it takes to make forbes 30 under 30. we talk a little bit about and you would have heard in the intro why work-life balance can be a little bit of a sabotage And lastly, she shares some awesome comments on her thoughts about a mindset of success, what that means, what that looks like. And we debunk the whole concept of an overnight success. And in fact, why you actually should not strive or hope that that happens to your business. I know you guys are going to get so much out of today's episode. 
I've popped links to Priscilla and Banging Bod's Instagram in the show notes below. So if you love this one, take a screenshot, tag myself, Priscilla and Banging Bod. Let us know what your biggest takeaways were so we can continue to bring you similar types of content or just engage with you on a deeper level. Or you can send this one to a loved one who will also love it as much as you. Just quickly before we dive in, the team at Banging Bod have been incredibly generous and offered a discount code for all of our balances today. So if you do love this chat, you do love the brand or you jump over and you just fall in love with it as you probably will. The code for storewide discount is balance 10. You can just type that in full at the checkout. Happy shopping. And I have been testing a range of their goodies over the last few weeks. So if you guys want to know what some of my favorites were, feel free to shoot me a DM. With that being said, let's dive straight in. Today, I have the absolute honor of welcoming on a fellow e-commissar and a beautiful young woman that I've been watching and admiring for quite some time now. I've got Priscilla, the founder, CEO, and brains behind Banging Bod. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast and really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Oh, it's an absolute absolute pleasure to introduce you to our community and have you on board today to really get real and raw behind your business journey. I guess a little bit about what you're doing and all the things that have taken you to where you are today. And I know you've got quite a wealth of accomplishments under your belt at a mere age of 26. Are you 26 now? I'm actually 28 now. Oh, so 28. My yeah, bad. 28. I know a few more years, um, but yeah, started. <laughs> I pretty much launched the business when I was just turning 26. So yeah. Well, two years, and we've got a lot to get through within two years. So for people who maybe have just been following Banging Bod or don't know um, much about you, can you tell us a little bit about your story and I guess what really got Banging Bod in, in, on, on a roll? What, what got it in motion? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess um, so my past life, I would say, um, <laughs> and really kind of um, made me grow to the person that I am and, you know, really kind of gave me a backbone into the world that we live in. Um, I was in corporate business for some time and even though I felt like I was doing a lot of good work I just really never felt completely fulfilled in what I was doing and also as well you know being in a space where you know you're giving yourself all of the time and you know feeling a bit underestimated and just not being able to really push your ideas and creativity out there and I think in corporate business as well like it's a great learning experience to really show your resilience and the passion behind everything that you do because you will be challenged you will be you know um, measured in your performance so you know ensuring that it all comes from a sense of love and also passion um, that's what I that's the way that I work so I knew that when I was in, you know, the lack of passion was filtering through my day to day. There was something that wasn't right. And growing up, my mom and my auntie had hair and beauty salons, you know, since I was a really young age and I was always involved in that feel good space. And I say feel good space because even though other people might classify it as the transformative or transformation space, I don't really sense it as that because growing up when my mom and my auntie had, you know, their clients come in, they would all leave saying, wow, I just feel so good I really needed that like that I just love that thank you you so much they didn't say wow I look so different or wow thank you for changing you know the way that I look it wasn't there was never association around that and I really respected that growing up and I guess you know from a young age mum was always you know the pioneer of natural beauty she has always told us look after our skin educate us on good skin health moisturizing using SPF before you leave the house like so she was always around you know preserving the skin at a young age 
And I guess when you're young, you don't really know the importance of what she's saying <laughs> because I was always like, oh, mom, do I really have to do that today? Like I've got to get to school. No, before you leave the house, you need to apply it. So awesome. <laughs> from a really young age, that's um, that was pretty much my lifestyle with my sisters. Um, and I guess growing up, you know, I was not gifted, I guess, with beautiful glowing skin like my peers um, were. I did suffer from hormonal hormonal acne and also cystic acne too at times. And not only did it affect me through my confidence, but I also found that it started to impact on my mental health. And, you know, I do have really quite sensitive skin and I've got eczema that runs in my family. So, and my mum also suffered bad skin um, and troublesome skin when she was young. So quite hereditary. And I know that my skin also pretty much is aligned with my hormones and my stress levels. So when my stress is really high, I, I, my hormones just start to play tricks on me. So when I was in corporate, you can imagine the stresses and the pressures that I had to face. And that's when I would have like flare ups. And I guess, you know, being in corporate business, you have to be presented a certain way and it would just always affect me. But when in my teenage years, I that was probably the worst when I was going through uni and, you know, trying to um, have a part-time job and get through all of that. And I guess when you get old enough, you have to kind of take on the responsibilities of what you want to buy for yourself. Your parents don't buy you everything any like you yeah. know, um, anymore. So I found that going through part-time work, I didn't really have a lot of funds to indulge in skincare, but that was my only priority was to help wanting, wanting to help my skin. So I found that I just had disposable money, but I didn't have money. Like I just, every, every penny that I earned would go towards skincare that unfortunately just didn't work or didn't work for longer than a couple of days. So I was always, you know, buying with hope, but then I was always defeated with the outcome. And that was obviously a big roller coaster. And then obviously going into corporate, getting my, like being in my starting career, you obviously got a bit more money coming in. And I just felt like I was spending more and more and more money on skincare that just, unfortunately, I wasn't really seeing a really good result. Um, sometimes it would make it worse. Sometimes it would make it better, but then it would come back. Mm. And I just knew that there had to be a better way. And I was speaking to my mom and obviously she's been in that space for a long time. And she's like, Priscilla, I just, I just feel it in my being that you're going to create something that will not only help you because of all your experiences with your skin, but you will be able to help others. And at the time, I guess I just didn't know where to begin. I didn't know where to even start with conceptualizing and, and I guess, creating something for myself. Um, I always, I guess, was quite business driven based on being in corporate business, seeing my mom and my auntie be really entrepreneurial and have their own businesses. But you, there's no rule book and there's not there's no one handing you a manual to say, okay, this is where you start and these are the people you need to speak to and this is how you get your business off the ground. Like I had to pretty much do everything from scratch. So for eight months while I was in corporate business, I would just research on the train. So my commute was two hours a day, like there and back. So I would literally research and I would digress in why I wanted to do what I was about to do. I knew that if I wanted to create a product and a brand, it had to be more than just another product on the shelf. It had to yeah. bring purpose and it had to bring results. The industry is so saturated as it is and quite overwhelming for people. So I never wanted to add extra confusion. I wanted to yeah. ensure that I could bring clarity and I could bring calmness to the experience of, you know, being in, in your skin journey. 
Um, so with that, I spent a good eight months just researching. If I was to do a product, what would it be? What problem would it solve? You know, what ingredients would it, would it have? What would be my ethos? Who would be my target audience? So I really kind of built out a business plan per se. But again, it wasn't like a proper business plan because I didn't really think it was something that I knew I wanted to do, but I wasn't going to dive in unless I knew it was 100% right. So yeah, for eight months, I was just getting all this information and then I literally, by the end of it, had this full business plan and I was like, wow, okay, what, what am I, what am I going to do with this? And I then spoke to my fiance now who I've been with for 14 years, almost. Wow. And Congratulations. Time, thank you. And at the time we were hoping to buy our first property. So um, I said to him, I said, look, we've been saving for three, almost four years. I know we're almost about to buy a house, but. I really want to present this to you. And he's like, okay. And so I presented, and obviously he's been through my whole skin journey. So since we were 14 years old, he's been through it with me. So he knew how much of a toll it would take on me, how it would affect our relationship, how it would affect my life. And so when I communicated to him what I wanted to do and the desire that I had, he was like, yeah, I just have this strong belief that you have to do this. Like even not for anything else but yourself, like you, you have to do this. So I'm willing to, you know, forfeit the house. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. Even if we move back with our parents, it's fine. And that's, that's what, that's the, the beginning of how Bang Body started. So eight months was really conceptualization. And then two and a half years after that was the whole actual fruit, fruit putting everything into perspective and also bringing things into fruition with, um, you know, the branding and the packaging and the formulations and the development and getting the right people, you know, to work with through manufacturing and skin chemists and formulation experts and all that stuff that comes with that. And it took me two and a half years because I wanted to make sure that I was giving the business the best chance by aligning with the right people. And don't get me wrong, I had to navigate a lot. Like I would start with a person and would, I would invest all of myself and money for instance, into a manufacturer and it just wasn't right. Like I was, it would, it would get better, get better, but, but it wasn't perfect. It wasn't. And I'm the world's pickiest buyer. I would be the one that would look on the ingredients listing, look on the back of the packaging. You know, I would, wouldn't buy an emotion, especially with my skin because I was so petrified of putting something on my skin that would have the opposite effect of what I was trying to achieve. Yeah. So I was, so adamant to ensure that everything I was doing was suitable for not only my skin, but also as many skin types as possible. So for me, I've got very sensitive, acne prone, eczema prone skin. So I knew that I had a lot of factors that I wanted to try heal um, and provide a solution for. But the great thing, it wasn't great for me when, when I was going through it, but the great thing is, was that my skin was playing up when I was in the formulation stage. So I was the guinea pig for what I was going to put into the world. And if I wasn't satisfied and I didn't see the results, well, then I wasn't going to put it out into the world. Um, so that was a two, good two and a half years. And yeah, and then we launched Bang & Body in 2019 in March. And never wow, I, I, yeah, <laughs> we never looked back. Like we're always learning and growing, but I'm just, I'm so happy and I guess proud that I didn't rush. I was very particular and I obviously have people saying oh when are we when are you launching or you know it's like there was always additional pressures but I just stayed true to myself and always ensured that I reflected on why I was doing what I was doing and the main purpose behind that and I knew if 
by sticking with that mentality, it would lead the way. So, yeah. I love that. There's so much to unpack through and in and amongst that. But I think the biggest thing for me is that piece of authenticity. And I've spoken to um, JS Health recently and she went through a similar experience with her experience with, you know, like diet, fad dieting, restrictive eating and all these things, which now she's really heavily into the food industry. But sort of like your story, you went through all these skin issues. You tried and tested and, you know, you we weren't satisfied with what was on the market and that's what spurred you to do your product. And when you come from that place of experience, I just feel like that authenticity shines through so much more. And like you said, then you're not in a rush to just pump something out on the market that, you know, just to, for the sake of having a business or for the sake of launching. And so I love that authenticity piece, but I want to take, take us back to, I guess, when you were in corporate, because I have also recently had a similar epiphany or I guess experience. And I know there'll be a lot of people listening, whether they're in corporate or not, that feel that dissatisfaction with their job. They feel like they are putting in so much effort and they are completely undervalued for it. And they feel like there is something else out there for them. There's somewhere that they can shine just that little bit brighter. And so I'm curious to know if you have any tips or any processes you went through at that time that really helped you lean into, I guess, what you should be doing? Yeah, no, great question. I think in corporate, it is, yeah, it's extremely fast paced. There's extremely, you know, intense processes and people to get approvals. Like there is so many people up the ladder, up the chain, you've got to communicate to, to get a desired result started or delivered and I think if you're a real creative or a real problem solver or a go-getter it's going to come to a point where you do feel that what you're doing is not enough because you're being limited in what you're doing so for me I think you know I always try to you know put ideas forward for you know to provide solutions or to provide you know opportunities where we could streamline the process further and by me communicating to like a colleague or a manager or a team leader or whoever was up the chain of me, it would take three months before I would hear anything back. And by then we were on to the next project. So yeah. it was just not satisfying when in that moment I could have made a difference or we could have tried it and see how it would perform and get a better outcome for the organization because that's what I've always been. I've always been a person that had an extremely high work ethic. I saw my mom work so hard to provide for our girls and I just admired her work ethic and I that for me anytime I ever received an opportunity I would always put my best foot forward and I would always want to give more of myself to that organization but it was really unfortunate I guess when I was doing a lot of work and long hours and putting my whole self to the business but it was always a it was always a process to something it wasn't just you give yourself and then you have an amazing outcome and you feel fulfilled from that outcome. It was a constant relapse of like something that was continuously going. It wasn't like a, you know, a start and an end per se, which for me, I also studied project management. So I love, you know, starting with nothing and then conceptualizing to something that is tangible and real and effective and helping people or, you know, offering a service that's, you know, incredible or whatever it may be. So when I found that I would work so long, so many hours and I would work, so hard and put my whole self into something that I felt like never felt like I accomplished it because it never finished. It was always either pushed out or we'll start on another project before that project was finished. And it just, it was just unheard. Yeah. It was just a bit mentally like challenging at times, but I would never, you know, 
say anything negative in the, in the respect of my experience because it did shape me for who I am today. You know, mm. it does build the resilience. It does build character. It does build patience. It does build qualities that I think is really important in business. And I think if someone is listening that is in corporate or is in a job that they're not feeling fulfilled, I think they need to understand why they're not fulfilled. Is it the organization? Is it the role? Is it the team? Is it like, what is it that's unsatisfying? So then you can really identify if you were to move away from it, what will be improved? Because if you don't know what is making you feel a certain way, then you think it's the whole thing. And it might not be the whole thing. It might just be a certain element. And if you were to move departments or roles, it might improve. Um, but I think understanding if you ever want to starting, I, the only advice I could ever give with, you know, wanting to start a business is understanding your why for what you're about to do is so important because you will be tested more than you'll be ever tested in your life. You will be pushed to the brinks of possibly giving up and it's the passion and your why that will make sure that you never go there. So it's so important to identify, okay, why do you want to do something in life? What is it going to do for the industry that you're in? What is it going to offer? And thinking of yourself last, People tend to go into business to be like, oh, because I, why do you want to start a business? Because I want more time for myself. Why do you want to start a business? Because I want more money. Why do you want to start a business? Because I, I, I want to, you know, create this product or whatever it is. But that's all with putting them first, like that individual that's starting the business, them putting themselves first. When for myself, and I know another, I know a few other businesses um, that are quite successful, They've always put the customer first. They've always put the business first and the business intent first. So mm. that is what I would 100% advise or give. That's just my personal experience. Um, but I think when you're putting when you're putting a pain point before a personal gain, that is when the magic will start to happen. Because yeah. I can tell you right now, you're going to be more time poor than ever. You're going to be less financially stable than ever. You're going to be you know, everything that you want for starting a business that comes later. Yes. It's the passion and the why that will be able to get to where you want to be in the future. So, but in this, in the sense of the corporate element, I think identifying, yeah, what is the elements of unfulfillment and then you can work from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that piece of identifying the why because Otherwise, and you know what, it actually goes the same for even relationships you've currently got, because if you don't, if you don't identify what's not satisfying you, you end up just going in a loop and you're like, why do I keep dating the same people? Why do I keep finding myself in jobs that I hate? You know, because you're just thinking, oh, it's that whole place. I'm just going to move away. But you end up in the same situation when really it might just be that manager or it might just be that one aspect of your role or it could just be you don't have something creative in your spare time that complements that part of your brain that you're craving that you just don't get from your job so it's not always a question of like you know just go and start your own business although that might be the the avenue for you if you have a strong passion but I, I love that I think identifying the why is so valuable and not just to our work aspects of life but you know even our relationship with our health or our relationships as well so I love that um 
And I did want to ask you as well. So this year, for anyone who's not list, uh, who did, who hasn't followed you on socials and isn't aware, you actually announced Forbes 30 Under 30, which is a massive, massive accomplishment. So big congratulations to you. And I did want to personally ask you, what do you think are the two key things that got you there? If you had to pick two of everything you sort of developed or you know put into practice over the years, what do you think are the two biggest things that got you to Forbes 30 Under 30? Well, thank you so much. Um, it's still quite surreal, to be honest. And I think when I started this business, again, I didn't think that the reason why I wanted to start the business was to get Forbes 30 under 30. Like that was not even a part of my mind trajectory. Like, and when I received that, I, I was a bit, so I was like, wow, that's incredible. And it's so amazing, but also so surreal because the intention and the purpose around what I'm trying to do is far greater than myself. Yes. So be recognized for like, the work that we're doing. I think that was the most amazing feeling for Forbes. Um, but I think the two biggest things, again, identifying the why and your purpose is so important because that will get you through the hardest of days and that will push through you to be better for your customers or your clients or the business that you're creating. So making sure you never lose sight of that is so important. And then another one I would say is having the best team you could possibly create because I would not be where I am without my incredible team who have honestly worked so incredibly hard with a passion that sometimes I'm just like blown away because they consider this business like their own. And I've always said, like, I want Bang a Body to be a lifestyle. I want it to be a place where you can come, you can explore, you can be creative, you can share, you know, um, you know, your creative you know, opportunities for the business or whatever you want to put forward, like it will be heard, you will be heard. And mm. so to have a, a team who sit, believes in what I'm doing and believes in the business and believes in the products that we're creating is so incredible. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without them. And I give them all the credit because we work so collectively as a team and we always put our, our customers first and we ensure that everything we do is with purpose, intent and passion. And so that would be the, probably the two biggest things. I love that. And we'll circle back. I do have a few questions about your team in general, but I did want to circle back to your first point about your why. And you did mention something before about, you know, kind of not putting yourself first in a business and it really comes down to more the business why. So, you know, it's your clients or your customers or whatever it is. Do you think that there is an honest challenge in separating yourself from the business? Now, I ask this because I think when it comes down to things like making really hard decisions, say, I don't know if you've had to do this yet, but maybe like fire someone, uh, cut a wholesale client or just make any really tough calls. When you yourself as a person have to make that, do you find that that's really hard to separate from the business having to make that? Because I feel like sometimes it can really conflict with your personal morals, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm still learning that. Like it is, it is a whirlwind because for me, um, I'm always, I've been raised to do the right by people. So for me, it's just, it's something that has been really interesting to see evolve based on like, even if, like only a few months ago, I was saying to my fiance, I said, I feel like Bang & Body owns me. I don't own <laughs> Bang & Body. And that was a moment because I was so consumed with the day-to-day -day, and I'm still so heavy in the day-to-day. -day, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. But you, you forget yourself outside of your business and it's, it's, just, it's just a reality check. You just need to check yourself and be like, Priscilla, you are your business because you created it. It is your child. It is a baby that you've pretty much birthed into the world. And 
there are a lot of responsibilities that come with that. You know, you've got responsibilities for your team, you've got responsibilities for your customers, you've got responsibilities for your partners and, and contractors and suppliers and everything else you, who you work with. Um, you know, it's it's a lot to hold onto your sh- on your shoulders. Um, and I think it's something that I'm still learning in ensuring that, you know, I can separate myself. And yeah, I've had to have, I've had to have many hard discussions and I feel like too learning how to have them um, is the beauty of the growth of a business because I know, especially last year when I was still really kind of learning how to, you know, run this business because it just kind of boomed and skyrocketed and I was like chasing after it, it was just going. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I had to work through and, you know, being able to understand, you know, how to communicate with people and to always ensure that you're staying true to yourself and understanding that if something doesn't feel right or doesn't something's not working for the business, you need to have those hard discussions, which isn't unfortunately personal, but it, it does come across as personal because that person or that organization might not be doing what is needed for the business yeah. at that time. And unfortunately you might have to have those hard discussions to let them either go or to reassess your situation. But when you have built amazing relationships with those people because that is what business is built on relationships Mm. and so when those relationships are tested with those communications and that conversations then that's when things can be a bit tricky but I always say now like you have to be true to yourself and for me if I'm not honest like I am I have to be honest and I say that to everyone that I speak to that you know my honesty comes from a good place like my honesty comes because I want to either better the relationship or I want to make sure that we can resolve an issue or we can find a solution. So I say I have to be honest and we can work through it. And with that does come a well-received response because you are putting yourself on the line for your business, but then it is hard to not be able to take it so personally when things don't necessarily go your way. Um, So yeah, it's something that I'm still learning and I probably will forever be learning, but I'm really happy that I've had this mind shift from last year to now and grown so much in the process because it's only benefited so many people in the process too, whether it's the business, whether it's the relationship with the supplier, whether it's a, you know, a conversation, it, it, there's always a positive, you know, I believe there's always a positive outcome, whether it's not probably the right outcome at the time. I believe it's, you know, if you're doing it with your heart and with love, then it will be the right outcome. Absolutely. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit, double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off at the checkout when you use the code BALANCE. And I think that's so humbling to hear, like you say, like, you know, you're still learning. And I think it's quite an honest statement because people think, oh, well, you know, your business is up and running. You must have it all together. But you're absolutely right. And I love the point of, you know, constantly just checking in with yourself. You know, you do run a business, but you also are a human outside of that. You know, you do have to manage a team. But you've also got to manage yourself and your own personal relationships. So I think that regular check-in is a nice way to balance those two competing interests because let's face it, sometimes what's in the best interest of your business is not always personally what you would decide. Like you may not 
want to cut that relationship, but for the business's sake, you may need to. So I think that's a really, really key point. And kind of in and amongst this discussion, I, I did say I was going to come back to the team thing. Just quickly, when it comes to like hiring the right people, obviously you have a very clear mission, you have very clear values, and no doubt that formulates a part of hiring. But do you have any tips for people listening who do want to find the right people, attract the right people for the job, anything at all? Yes, I love this question because for me, I feel like people can make or break your business, like in terms of a team, because culture is everything. When people say it, it has merit. Culture is everything. Culture is how we come together. Culture is how we aspire to be better. Culture is everything. So having people in a team that fits within your culture is absolutely essential for business success. So when hiring, you know, I've been really fortunate to be able to onboard people that have amazingly come to me whether it's through email, whether it's through DMs or, you know, and they would send their resume and we would have conversations and they would have been a customer of the brand or, you know, they've had family members, you know, love the brand and speak about it. And those people are like, they're all still with me today and their love for the brand is so infectious and it's so amazing with their hard work with their ideas with their creativity it stems from a place of love yeah and I feel like for me that is the most important because when you go out there and you either put roles on seek or you and you will have to like we've had to put roles out on LinkedIn we've had to put roles on seek you know that is obviously get the exposure for more people to hopefully apply and then you can sort through and you know but I feel like you know there's yeah that fine line with you know, people wanting to work for the brand, is it because they want to work for the brand because they believe in the brand or do they want to work for the brand because they like the brand name and they want to be a part of the it and a bit of the business. So you have to, for me, I've always been quite blessed to have a really strong intuition. And I know when I go against my gut, it's not going to be good. So I always have to listen to my gut and I've been raised that way. My mum, it's always stemmed from my mum with her sixth sense and gut intuition. And so there's been a few times where I've hired off resume and experience and, you know, ideally an ideal person of who I want to hire, but not considering the cultural fit as a whole. And that's me going against my gut for thinking that I'm going to get someone with all the skill set who's going to need minimal training, who's going to, you know, be adaptive to the brand. Like you have to identify what your culture is first and foremost you need to understand what you will need from that person within that role. Will it be someone who comes in and starts at nine o'clock and clocks off at five o'clock? If that's the case, well, there's a lot of people out there that will be happy to do that. But if you're looking for someone who wants to take ownership of their role, who wants to be responsible for the outcomes of their department or their team or, or for, for a particular project, they're going to go above and beyond to do that because it comes from a place of love and you showing that appreciation is just as important. Yep. So for me, I've always said when I hire, Bang Body is not a nine to five. We are a lifestyle. And I don't mean that by you coming on board and working 16 hour days. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, is that Bang Body lifestyle is you leaving work, feeling fulfilled and accomplished from what you do and getting up in the, getting up the next morning and feeling excited for what you're about to do. 
And yep. with nine to fivers, unfortunately, they are in a trance and I've been there. You wake up not feeling fulfilled. You go to work, don't feel fulfilled. You leave, you go home, have dinner, go to bed. And you're like, Winter okay, what did I do in my day? And then you're in this never ending vortex. You've got to break the cycle. And that's speaking from someone as a business owner and also an employee. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, I think what's really sad is that employers forget that employees are the heart of a business. For mm-hmm. me, I've always said our customers are the heartbeat of the brand. Without them, you know, Bang & Body won't be what, where it is. And I'm so grateful that we are providing solutions to people's skin worldwide and we are offering solutions and support through a journey that can be quite vulnerable. And also as well, showing my appreciation to my team and whether that's, you know, saying thank you at the end of the day or whether that's, you know, someone's worked so hard for a year, they get a promotion or they get incentivized, whatever it is to show the worth of what they're doing is just as as important as that person working hard to give themselves to the business. And I just think, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, there's not enough employers that value the employee and there's not enough employees that work hard for their employers. So therefore, there's always going to be that that shift. And I feel like if we all came together collectively and that's what I've felt within my team and why I'm so grateful to have them, but also as well, I know what we, we give them and I know what they give me. So mm. there's always a very great synergy. So yeah. I think that's very important. Um, to ensure that when hiring, you're hiring based on the cultural fit for the business and what you value most within that person. What will their role entail and what would you require from them and making sure you're really clear within the job um, interview that you share all this with them. Don't leave it on the line because there's no point hiring someone, getting them on board, you're not communicating some something then it doesn't work out and you have to let them go. Like, just be honest because yeah. they're also trying to find a place where they feel fulfilled as well. So you don't want to waste people's time. But, you know, again, I'm definitely not perfect. I've I've had to unfortunately let people go and I've had to make hard calls. But, you know, we're all human. We're all learning. But I think for me, team and customer satisfaction is the top of my priority list. Yeah. Like, I come last. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, I feel that is so important it is also important to ensure that your cup is filled because i people say to me priscilla you know you have to refill your cup you know you have to look after yourself but me looking after others automatically fills my cup so it just depends it just depends on in certain individuals but yeah yeah that's actually a really nice segue into the next bit that we're going to talk about but just before we dive in i did just want to say i love that you mentioned that you make a lot of decisions based off your intuition because i think we live in a culture and i did an episode i had a guest on a couple weeks ago who kind of said this point as well and it was that we live in a culture that's like mind first mind over matter your mindset's everything and we don't give our bodies enough credit for what they tell us we don't listen we push it until it has to scream at us basically tell us that we're you know not looking after ourselves or we've made the wrong decision. Like it's only at that point where it's literally at has to yell at us or wave a red flag in our face that we listen. But I think if you have that really nice connection with your intuition, that's so nice because you're already acknowledging number one, you know, like your mindset and, you know, what you're thinking and your thoughts have a big role to play, but so does your intuition and what your body says. And it's just about like leaning into that and giving it enough credit that you do with your mind. So I think that's just a really nice point 
you know, talking about our own balance to just really give both equal credit because I think they both have a really nice role to play in, you know, allowing us to tune into our bodies. But talking about your balance a little bit more. So when we talk about balance on the podcast, we try and steer away completely from this notion of work-life balance, right? And the whole reason I started this podcast was because that whole formula to me, I felt like it really just set people up to fail in the sense where work-life balance is this notion, you got work over here, life over here. Generally speaking, work's not enjoyable and generally speaking, life is super enjoyable. And let's be honest, you'll know firsthand work can be super enjoyable. You can put your whole passion and love into it. You might just be an employee in a company and absolutely love it. And on the flip, life isn't always happy, exciting and positive either. Like, you know, it goes both ways. And so already that formula for me segregates those two, says that they can't co-mingle and puts all this pressure to have them 50-50. So the balance here is really all about giving people back that power to say, okay, in my life, I've got three key areas, your health, your relationships and your fulfillment, which is where you work and whatever your hobbies come into play. And the reason I like this formula is because at different points in your life, you'll allocate different amount of time to each of those areas. So my question to you is when you started your business, what did your balance look like? Because I really want to empower people through this conversation to understand that if at the beginning of business or a new journey, 95 or 100% of your time is in work and very minimal is in the other two areas. And that's the way it has to be for a year. We need to stop feeling guilty about that because that's what's required to get something like banging bod where it is today off the ground. And I'm no, you know, no doubt you had your challenges, but I'm sure you loved so much of that process as well. And if you didn't put that amount of time into it, it wouldn't be where it is. So Mike, over to you, talk to me a little bit about your balance at the start of business. That's really amazing. I love that because I feel like work-life balance um, can also be a bit of a sabotage to yourself and Mm -hmm. to where you're going because you're so focused on not putting, like if you're in a good rhythm or a routine or you're you're feeling good in the moment, but you're going, oh, actually I haven't really kind of turned, like turned myself off in a while. I'll stop what I'm doing and do it. But then that's not enjoyable. Well, then who says that you can't just be where you're happy most yeah. or mostly happy anyway. So it can cause a little bit of like self sabotaging happiness. Yeah, exactly. And a bit of guilt. Um, I think for me starting the business, I was so excited to begin this journey and I was so in love with the, the process, even though it was challenging and I had no idea where I was looking or what I was doing. I loved it so much that the the whole work-life balance or the play sector didn't really exist because the play was within the the work of what I was building for Bang & Body. And that's when I knew wholeheartedly that I was on the right path. For me, my gut and my intuition is so strong and especially female intuition, like we all need to listen to ourselves more because we all have something to say and our bodies do tell a very big story. And I think if you listen, you know, quietly enough, you'll be able to understand what it's saying to you. But for me in growing Bang & Body, I just knew it was so right to be where I was when it was all starting to, you know, I guess come to fruition and um, start the journey of where I am today. But I think the biggest things were that during that time, you know, especially before Bang & and then because like pretty much before Bang & I was corporate business, come home, work on Bang & Body. So there was no play at pretty much at all. I was working, which was not my 
ideal career, which what I identified was not what I wanted to do. And then ultimately putting more work and energy on myself into something that people might classify as work as well. But I loved it. So it was more like a hobby while I was trying to, you know, identify where I wanted the business to be. And that was almost, that was almost your play at that point in your life. Do you know what I mean? That was the play. And then as soon as I started to build momentum and then once we had launched, I was doing everything. So pretty much all the hats that are in a business, that was me. I was doing customer care. I was doing social media. I was doing the pick packing. I was doing supply conversations, stock control, um, you know, stock ordering. I was marketing. Me right now. (laughs) Yeah, doing absolutely everything. I was getting three hours of sleep a day and I was doing that for a good six months. And for me, I, again, would not take that back because I was able to put my whole self into something that I loved so deeply and I could understand every or almost every role of the business. So when it came to the part of hiring and my fiance was like, Priscilla, you need to hire someone. This is not sustainable. You are going to burn out. And for me, I didn't feel like I was burning out because I loved it, but I could sense that I was getting, the exhaustion was coming in and I didn't want my exhaustion to affect the flow of the business. So, and he was like, look, let's just put it on seek or let's put it on LinkedIn. And I was like, no, I just, and at that moment, I was very petrified to hire because my mum's beauty and hair businesses, there was a lot of, like, there was issues with staff. And a it's lot always of the hardest it, part. Yeah, like, a lot of staff, unfortunately, took advantage of my mum. My mum's my so sweet, so giving, so loving. So, unfortunately, it just, you know, caused issues. And so, I was just so petrified that I was going to give my whole self to someone. And I knew my first hire would be the most important because that person would be pretty much a clone of me. They would be doing everything like I'm doing everything. So I, they would be exposed to the whole business. And I needed to know that I could have someone that I could trust, but also who believed as much as I believed. And so I just would blow it off. I'd say, no, Jake, I don't, I'm too scared to hire. You know, I don't want to hire. And I remember, so I will never forget this. I remember my girlfriend who has a clothing business and she has this amazing sister who is her right hand. Like they do everything together. Her sister is so involved in the business and ultimately someone she trusts and loves and they work so collectively together. And I would always say, um, Oh my God, I just, and her name is Terry. And I was like, Oh, I just want a Terry. Like I just <laughs> would manifest. I would like, I just need a Terry. And it was so funny because that's when Georgia, who's my right hand and my go-getter, she's amazing, you know, she emailed me and she just finished her um, Bachelor of Marketing and she emailed me after, you know, she graduated and she was looking for work and her family loved the products and she was a real big believer of the brand. And we literally just, she emailed through and we organised a time to speak. And from that moment, I just knew that she was... She just had something. And so we had a phone interview. Then we had a, a in-person interview. And that in-person interview went for three hours. But it wasn't three hours of business. It was like an hour of business and then two hours of play, like what she does on the weekend and just getting to know her as a person. And honestly, like she changed my whole belief of hiring and she changed the dynamic of the way I work. Um, and our, our like relationship but our friendship more importantly is just so beautiful and I can't imagine my life without her but also I don't know what I did before her like I'm like (laughs) how 
Um, so for me, I just, it really kind of manifested it. And then when it happened, I turned to my fiance, I was like, see, that's, I didn't have to put her, like, I didn't have to put a role on seek to find Georgia. Like, I just believe that it would happen and not, it doesn't always happen and that's okay. But I think just believing in what you need within yourself and within the business is the most important part. Yeah. Yep. To, to go forward. Yeah, love that. And I love that you've been so honest about what your balance looked like at that time, because I do think it's important to shine a light on these things. I think people don't realize, I mean, if business was so easy, everyone would be doing it, right? And so I think if you are going to go into business or do your own thing, like having that acknowledgement piece that it might take up 90% of your life. And so get rid of that work-life balance notion in your head and being prepared to not feel guilty about it and knowing that that's just what the business needs, that's what your balance needs at that point in time. It, it won't be forever, right? And the whole concept is that your balance will shift according to what's going on in your life. So the second you hired Georgia, I'm sure you were able to give back a little bit more to your personal time in different ways. And that's cool too. Like, you know, your balance is a shifting concept. Yeah. Ever stable. I think it's interesting. yeah, for sure. I think it's interesting though, because when Georgia came on board, we were more busy. Because And, yeah. and it's funny, <laughs> our next hire me and like we're like okay I'm busy so I'm gonna hire Georgia and then we both got busier and then we have to hire somebody else and we thought okay hiring somebody else will help alleviate Georgia to then help me but then we all got busier again and we have to- <laughs> so it's like the more people you put in the more it grows which is amazing but you do find time where you can give yourself back and for me before COVID that was seeing my nieces and nephews and my cousin my who's 11 and obviously my aunties and my sister-in-law and that was my time. I would be able to go after work, put my phone in my bag and enjoy two or three bliss hours with my family and just be with my nieces and nephews. And at the time, like they're, they're young, like two, four and seven and the innocence and just the happiness and fulfillment that they have by just playing with these little Legos or just, it's just, oh, it's so grounding. And I just, I just love their little personalities. And that was my play in those moments, pulling yeah. away from work and putting my phone away and because my business obviously is so heavily on technology. So any moment that I can find play within the presence of the people that I love is so amazing for me. Mm. And you know, being able to understand and also be okay that you can make your own rules. Like there is no one saying what you need to do. Yes, there is social you know, enforcement or status that you have to be a certain way or you have to you know, live a certain way, but at the end of the day, you only know what's best for yourself. So you can only decide what works for you and therefore create your own rules and your own work-life balance, whatever that looks like. There's no right or wrong. And I think that's why, you know, these podcasts are so important to be able to enforce that because unfortunately through the stereotypes of the way we live, it does get very clouded. And I know for myself as well, like if I'm taking a moment for myself, I immediately feel unproductive and guilty and you know I'm not adding value and I have to re I have to remind myself and put myself in check to be like no but without you giving yourself time and refilling your cup you then can't give to others and you can't continue on so finding that balance but as time goes on you will learn and I've learned and I'm still learning but I think it all stems from a place of yeah where where you feel is right, mostly right. And I guess, you know, understanding that everyone will live and do things a different way. And opinions can make 
obviously a big impact on your life. But what I would say is like, you know, let everyone is entitled to their opinion, but you have choice on what opinion you want to take on board and what advice you want to take on board. So yeah, everyone has the right to their own work-life balance. There is no right or wrong. And I'm still learning about what works for me. Like no one is perfect and it's okay if you don't understand your, what your work-life balance looks like. You know, don't put pressure on it. It will just evolve. It will happen. Absolutely. And that's why I love having such a variety of guests on because everybody offers their own take on balance. They offer their own things that ground them. And my only hope is that people can, you know, take bits and pieces and try things and test things within their own routine to see what works for them. And it's, it's not to say, right, Priscilla said this, like she's a very successful business owner. So everyone needs to go carbon copy that it's about, okay, like, does that align with you? Do you think that that would fill your cup up? Can you take bits and pieces from Priscilla, from other guests and, you know, like, and try and formulate your own idea of balance with the flexibility. And I think you'll agree, like flexibility is such a key factor not only in business but in life in general to know that that will you know chop and change you need to be willing to sort of go with emotions um i am conscious of time and i could sit here and chat to you all day i think but i think i can squeeze in one more question um a lot of people may look at you and think you're an overnight success because they didn't see the eight months of business planning on the train they didn't see the two and a half years of testing products and you know delaying a launch because you weren't happy with the final product they just saw the launch and it you know blowing up with influencers and everybody having the perfect firming lotion all those sorts of things so what would you say to people who are hoping for an overnight success the overnight success, as people say, is like 10 years in the making. It doesn't, it doesn't exist um, in the world that we live in. It looks like it exists because social media plays a big part in what we can see and what we can absorb. And, you know, back in the day, without social media, it wouldn't ever look like an overnight success because you wouldn't be seeing it everywhere all at once. So with social media being so accessible for people and people are sharing and people are you know, wanting to be a part of something and a sense of belonging. It just looks like something is an overnight success. I am grateful in the sense that all my hard work of nearly three years of planning, conceptualizing, developing, you know, formulating, you know, testing, everything that I did and I put my whole self, my whole livelihood on the line for that has ensured that, you know, when we did launch and the way that we communicate to our customers and the, and the support that we offer, in our customers' journeys and ensuring that the product is of purpose and of value and it is made with the most ethical ingredients and it aligns with our ethos. You know, all these planning points, you know, I'm grateful that for two and a half years post-launch, that might look like the overnight success, but it was three and a, almost three and a half years in the making. So I've been working on Banger Body for over five years, almost six years. And that's what I think is the beauty about the conversation about the overnight success, because, you know, with hard work and determination, but with passion and establishing your why and never waiting from that, you can ensure that an, a, a launch of a business is effective, is effective to the people that you're trying to reach, but also the purpose that you're trying to, um, you know, put out in the world and the problem you're trying to solve. But I think, you know, the overnight success is something that, you know, is not spoken about too often. And I know, um, yeah, people have said that it is, you know, 10 years in the making, which is so true because an overnight success is when you think about it logically. It's like you go to sleep, you wake up and boom, like you're an overnight success. And I feel like, you know, for people that can also be quite 
um, unreassuring or scary people wanting to start a business because if they don't get that quote unquote overnight success, which ultimately doesn't really exist, they feel defeated, but that's not reality. So for me, what I would say is that make sure that you always follow your own intuition and you are staying in your own lane and you are not comparing yourself to others. You can take inspiration from others. You can take, you know, hope from others. You can take, you know, information from others. That's fantastic. But know in your heart what is right for you and it will lead the way. But it was countless of hours, you know, financial strain at certain times. It was, I put my whole heart, my whole livelihood into something that I was truly passionate about. And still to this day, my passion has even grown more um, for what we do. And that I think is the most important thing, but it's hard because I guess with Bang & Body, you know, we are, we're, we are only two and a half years old. So technically I still feel that people could say, oh, but you, you know, that was a quick success. But I think it was, people are seeing the two and a half years of post-launch. They're not seeing the three years pre-launch of all the, the blood, sweat and tears, sacrifices, you know, financial strain, you know, endless hours, three hours of sleep a day. Like it just, but that was a choice. That was a choice of my, my own. Like I, I put myself in that position. So I just think, you know, people need to follow their own intuitions, stick to their own journeys and look for others. Yes. For inspiration and for clarity and for comfort, but if it doesn't happen as quickly as you think it should happen, it does not mean that you're not successful. You are successful from, and this is establishing what success means to people. You know, everyone has a different measure of success, you know, but I believe success even stems from the idea. If you have an idea, that is a gift. Not many people get those ideas. Mm. So you having that idea is already a success. And then you evolving on that just makes it more successful. It doesn't mean that you were never successful to begin with. So I think people just need to, yeah, their mind, the shift mindsets is really important, um, but also not listen to everything that you hear. Pull and take with what you believe and what works for you. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's a lot of beauty in defining success that way, because if you say success would be an overnight success, you know, for it to eventuate that quickly, then you may sort of be cutting yourself off before you even get a chance to begin. And the only thing I would add to all that valuable stuff you just mentioned is I feel like even if you did, you know, get lucky enough to have an overnight success, you actually miss out on the process of building all those blocks of going through all those challenges, all those hurdles that actually create the foundation to make your business foolproof and make it ready to scale. I feel like if you were to just blow up overnight, you actually don't get the opportunity to go through the motions and build something that's really strong and viable. So if you are sitting there, you know, sort of wishing for an overnight success, it may actually not be, you know, as glamorous as what it's made out oh, to be. Absolutely. You know, people, people say, you know, make sure you understand your, your business. And people also say not to scale too fast because, you know, ultimately that if you don't have the right processes and people and everything in place, it could have an, op, an, op, an, op, an opposite effect. But I think that is so important to say because it is the beauty of the journey, not just the destination that actually establishes your why even further and also builds a successful brand that is stable. I think that is the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, building ability growth is the most important thing. And that is something that I look for every single day of my business. It's, you know, yes, it's amazing to go from here to here, but it's how you establish that journey, you know, of all the, all the things that you've been through that will get you to the next phase and ensure that that, you know, stability of 
the business and that scalability of where you want to go will actually come to fruition because without those building blocks, where to next? And if you don't get to the where to next, you feel defeat. So at the end of the day, I feel like everyone's journey is unique. There is no right or wrong. There is no clock. And I feel like I don't know where this comes from. I don't know. (laughs) I even felt it when I was starting the business going, okay, we've got to get this done now. We've got to do this. We've got to like this imaginable clock that was ticking away that we have in our own minds that if you don't do it before a certain time, you are an instant failure. Like that is not right. That is not right. And that's not how it works. And we just need to alleviate those pressures. It's great to be, you know, determined. It's great to be something that, okay, you want to get to where you want to go. Fantastic. But there will be a lot of shifts and a lot of, a lot of pivoting. The amount of times I've had to pivot, I can't even count. Like it's just, <laughs> that's reality of business. You have to take take it as it comes and also just put your best foot forward and know that you're doing the right thing for you in your heart and yeah that will take you onto your next next step in your journey but yeah absolutely it's amazing it's very it's amazing it's an amazing experience but I just yeah just want to make sure that everyone out there knows that you know with pure hard work and determination and finding your why and committing to that yeah you could you could create anything that you want to create Absolutely. And I think that whole point about the clock and this imaginary deadline that we put on ourselves is not relevant, not only to business, but our own lives, you know, when we're supposed to get married, when we're supposed to be promoted, when we're supposed to buy a house. So I think for anyone like, you know, rewind, re-listen to that bit just now and think about it in, in terms of the expectations you've set on your own personal life, because I think that can place such a negative impact on our balance in more ways than we admit. But I do want to thank you so much for your time. I think this is a really nice place to wrap up the conversation. I am in awe of your journey. I love your humility. Um, I love how raw you are. And and thank you so much for just sharing your story and inspiring, no doubt, hundreds and thousands of other people to, you know, follow their passion or just be honest about, I guess, their life journey as well. So thank you so much. And if people want to connect with you a little bit further and follow your journey, where's the best place that they can do so? Yes. So, um, well, I guess my personal Instagram is underscore Priscilla Louise and then bang and body, bang and dot body. Um, so yeah, more than happy to answer any questions. Um, always here to help, but I just, yeah, want people to know that it's okay to be on your own journey and you don't have to compare yourself to others. Um, and everything will be okay. It's all good, but I just am really grateful to have the opportunity to share my story and with speaking with you, it's amazing. And what you're doing is incredible. I think you should be so proud of being able to give people this platform to share with others because I know how valuable it would have been for me starting out. So no, it's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll definitely pop links to all your socials below, but thank you so much again. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what, you know, the next two, three, five, ten 10 years brings for you and banging bod. Thank you. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this week. Balances. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop so you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam, we promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Stop, 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 stop.